From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 350. Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks, Pen Chalet, and Warby Parker. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by a slightly sniffly Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Hello, Mike Hurley. We'll try to limit the sniffles, but I already sniffle enough as it is, and we've certainly gotten nasty grams over the years about Brad making noises um, while recording. I try and get most of your noises. I try and catch them all. This is a well, this will be an extra noisy episode. Um mostly though because we're cheering for our 350th episode yep. which Brad, I'm pretty Brad happy about. celebrated too hard at the Panatic 350th episode party last night and totally now he's hungover. in a sniffly situation. Yeah, totally hungover. Like I'm wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party of one last night, Mike. <laughs> yep. Well, congratulations to us both. Uh they probably said it couldn't be done, but here we are. 350 episodes into this little show about pens. Um, mm-hmm. We Again, we started this show all the way back in February 2012. So we've been going for seven years and one month, which is an absolutely astounding thing to think about, which is, I think, even more impressive than 350, the, the kind of yeah. the span of time that this show has taken. Um, and, you know, we'll probably say a little bit more towards the end of the show, but we couldn't do this without the support of our listeners. Um, so thank you all so much for everything that you do for us, uh, for tuning in every week, and for uh, backing our Kickstarter campaign. We are very close to breaking all of the records. So we sm- mentioned last week that this is the most subscribed to financially uh, Kickstarter campaign that we have ever done on this show. Mm. But we are now actually approaching our most backed in backers. So we've got, as the recording right now, we have 700, 700 listeners of this show have backed the Kickstarter campaign. 2017, we got 720. Blaze so we it. need... Exactly. Is that the right number? That that is it. No, it's seven twenty. Oh. Okay. Um. So we are twenty-one people away from back from our most subscribed in backers campaign of Jeez. all time, which is absurd and amazing. Um. And but I know the reason. It's because this case is so dang good, and <laughs> we now have a link in the show notes to a Kickstarter update, which shows prototype images of the Burton A5 case, which is bigger, better, and more wonderful than you'd ever imagined. Uh, Brad had forgotten to tell anyone, including me, that the case actually was padded, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Um, But you can now take a look at the images so you can see kind of just what fits in one of these cases. And, oh, boy, it's a lot. Like a Hippo Noto and an Anami Crossfield, two huge (laughs) A5 uh, size-ish uh, books and a bunch of pens and yeah so you can fit an absolute ton of stuff um in one of these uh cases so it's still time to uh to go and back the campaign um and you should uh, especially because we have stickers we spoke about those before too so we're going to be doing a sticker sheet at the very kind of uh top tier level of of uh campaign so if you go for like the case and the videos you also get a sticker sheet the sticker sheet is also going to be in the show notes um and it designed is designed by amazing Anna. it is amazing it, amazing it's crazy good 
Um, so you can go and check that out as well. This is like, what is it, six stickers? So there's all of our heads and a taco sticker and a waffle sticker and a Golden Gate Bridge sticker as well. Uh, Anna is absolutely like just knocked it out of the park. So yeah. um, you will get those and, and, and the case and the videos if you go in for the big top tier. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to everybody that uh, who has backed so far. And if you're still on the fence, I hope that these images and all of these details that are on uh, the Kickstarter page now will uh, help push you over the edge. I mean, we're in real trouble here, right? I mean, you know why. Why? I mean, we've like, this is like peak, <laughs> peak level goods for this campaign. Like, like this seems like the pinnacle of what we've ever done. <laughs> and oh, now I'm already, so we're in trouble I'm for already next year, right? sweating next year, right? Nah, like, we I'm, got that. We got that on lock. We, we got mm, next year taken care of already. I'm not worried about mm. that. Do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because when I, I got this case out of the envelope that it, it shipped to me, I was like, oh, man, this is so good. <laughs> it was like, and then I, like, within five minutes, I was like, oh, man, how are we going to beat this next year? Because we're really putting a lot of money into this case this year. Like, this is like probably, we probably didn't set this up right for <laughs> what this case is really, you know, costing and is really worth and what's going to sell for eventually. But, that's not why we do this. We do this just to have enough money to like do these travels, right? This is not a, a profitable venture for us. Mm-hmm. So we're like happy to like, I'm totally thrilled to do that, but I like worry. It's like, man, I've really set myself up for next year. Haven't I? Well, you know, you clearly, you're the brain that came up with it. So you can do it again, <laughs> but we have plans. We have ideas. We do. We, we do, have, we, do, we, we have do. some good, good stuff in the hopper. Some things that we were hoping to do this year, but couldn't do, but they're going to be amazing. So we have, yes. we have those in the hopper for a future year. So, um, yep. you can go back to the campaign, all of the links in our show notes, relay.fm slash pen addict slash three fifty, or you can search for the pen addict on Kickstarter and you will, you'll find what you need there. So thank you to everybody that's backed. And, um, we're really excited because we, we think we've got something amazing for you all this year. And I think you're going to love it. Oh, quick, uh, San Francisco show table update. I got my table paid for it this morning. Well, that's good news. <laughs> I got an email like yesterday. Hey Brad, did you need a table? That was like that was the extent of the email. It's like, hey, we get did like we got all your messages or anything or that. It's like, did you need a table? I'm like, yeah, I need a table. So then they sent me the invoice and I paid for the table. So we're good. We're in business. Oof. Thank you. Good news. Poof. Poof. <laughs> all right. So should we uh should we move on? We should. We should. We have other things to talk about before we get into more Kickstarter yep. stuff. But uh yeah, let's let's move on from there, then we'll circle back. To- yeah, so you know we're celebrating our 350 today, um, mm-hmm. but we wanted to extend a congratulations to CW Pencil Enterprise, who just celebrated their fourth birthday. Yay! Um, so congratulations to everybody at CW. Uh, obviously, we're such huge fans of what they do here on the show. So uh, con- congratulations to them on their on another successful year. Um, and may that be many, 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 many more because I have many more visits I want to make uh, to Carol and team. So congratulations. That's right. And, and special shout out to their quarterly pin box number nine, which just dropped. I put mm-hmm. some pictures on Instagram. They did a set of pencils like running the gamut of the hardness scale from 10B, which is the darkest and softest, all the way to uh, 6H, I think was the hardest in there. Uh, the firmest and lightest. So I 
I love that kind of stuff because I like trying all the different pencil grades. I'm not just like totally uh, stuck down on one pencil grade. So I like having those types of options. And there was a really cool pencil testing notebook that Write Notepads did for them for this. So hopefully they'll start carrying that in the store. I, I think that was the goal for them to do that. It's really, really well done. It's super neat. Okay. And then um, Caroline jumped on Twitter yesterday and she was just talking about, you know, the fourth anniversary and stuff and, you know, talking to a bunch of people following her. And she says, what if I let the power get to my head and do a subscription box of my favorite things? It would be a strange one. It would definitely include an obscure foreign glue, one of the weirder Matamaro Kun erasers and some snacks. And I'm just like, do it like she has to do this. So I'm I'm putting a link to this tweet in the show notes and you need to go tell Caroline to do it. Yes, like, I would like that too, actually. I can't imagine how many times a day people walk into the store and say, what's your favorite pencil? I mean, dozens a day, right? So put together a set, if not just your favorite pencil, but your favorite things. She was actually teasing about putting a pen in there, which I thought would be very trolly and very funny to do. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, go find this tweet and reply to her and tell her to do it. And we're going to make her do it. I would like that. Like she's one of those people, like obviously Caroline's very clever, very like she's very creative, but she's just one of those people that like I would just like to see the selection of things that she mm. would pick. You know? Yeah, like, she she's seen stuff, Michael. Yeah, I've seen some things. You know, I could, <laughs> I could just I would just you know, I could imagine that she is exposed to so many interesting, wonderful and weird little things mm-hmm. that uh I think it would be kinda cool. Yep, me too. Speaking of kind of cool, I caused a problem with my review on Monday, Mike. Um, And by say caused a problem, I meant did it on purpose. Okay. Um, I did a review of one of my pencil LEDs that I've been going through this year, Mm -hmm. the Pentel Super High Polymer 0.5 millimeter 2B LED, right? You know that one, right? You're familiar with it. Oh, it's my Um, favorite. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Get that a lot about this LED. Um. I just happened to review it in a very special and interesting pencil. Um, it's the the Pentel Sharp Carry, which I've talked about a million times of how great a pencil it is and how underrated it is. Well, there's now a demonstrator version of it, which I snuck in to the review and kind of, you know, purposefully didn't mention. And now I'm getting all the emails and, <laughs> and all the comments about What's that pencil? Where did you get that pencil? I need that pencil. So um, mission accomplished for that. And I just want to talk about this pencil. I got it, I got it from a friend. I'm not going to call them out. And um, it wouldn't take anyone who's been around the stationary world very long to figure out where I got it, like within seconds. But I'm not going to call them out. But you can get it. I think it's a newer model. You can get it on eBay. People are asking me. I I can't vouch for the link that I put in the show notes. But it gives you all the information to be able to search the product name in there. That's why I did it. It's got all the 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 numbers and everything you need to search for it. It looks like they run about 50 bucks ish It's a limited edition, so it's a newer model. So I just wanted to throw that out there because a bunch of people have been asking. So the normal carry runs about $20, $22. And this one's like 45 to $50. Uh, I guess it's limited. I really don't have the specs on it. I just know it's not very available and it's completely cool. And uh, <laughs> thank you. You know who you are. Um, it looks more expensive than even the eBay listing 
uh, would kind of shows, right? Like the eBay listing is like $45 or whatever, the one that you mm-hmm. put in. But it, mm-hmm. to me, I, I thought this was going to be some like vintage, like M90 style dealio. Right. Like, I didn't know really if it was cool new or old. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought this was maybe like from the 90s or something like that. I had no idea. I generally had no idea about this, but apparently it's a new. Uh, it's it's the new M90 pencil, Mike, is what it is, I think. Hmm. Okay. I do. Obviously, I really like the look of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you think that this is something that I would I would particularly want? I mean, you can certainly try it. Like it's it's a pocketable capped pencil, right? This is a pencil with a removable cap. You uncap it to write with, and you post the cap on the back, and the click mechanism works through that setup. Mm. Yeah, I really actually I think I would really like this, but the shipping on this on the eBay list thing that you've given is astronomical. Yeah. It's actually more expensive than the pen. Oh wow. I didn't even look at that. Yeah. So the shipping so, for yeah. me is fifty two dollars, which doesn't wow. seem right. And the yeah, pen my, is forty five. Yeah. My goal was to give people the title spec because it's kind of hard to nail down what this product mm-hmm. name is. So that's as close as I could come so people could search for it themselves. Oh, cold pens have it. The clear one? Uh, well, no. They have... Yeah, the, 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 the regular, regular carries a, yeah. a standard edition, which is totally worth it. Like, if you got an all-silver standard one, I don't know if that's a current color, but, like, it would look perfect next to, like, your M90. They're yeah. cl- very similar in size. But it's not the cap. Yeah, all the carries ha- are capped. Oh, really? Okay, that's, they that's their thing. It. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And the images didn't yeah. show it. I thought that might be another dis- difference. Yeah, it does look really cool, actually, but I agree with you that the the colored ones are not as cool as the clear ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a nice little so, find, though, man. It was great. It was great. I was very happy uh, when this showed up in the mailbox. You're always up to no good. I am. I mean, I, did you see all the pictures I posted on Instagram? I did. And oh boy, are yeah. we going to get into those? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a little theme going on at the moment, as there always yeah. tends to be. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to thank one of our very favorite companies, and that is Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet are sponsoring this show like they've sponsored so many for so many years of us now. Um, we absolutely love Pen Chalet for very good reason, because they have fantastic deals and wonderful customer service offering pens and rollerballs and fountain pens and ballpoints and mechanical pencils and so many other goods like so they have a bunch of different like cases and pen holders and inks and converters and they carry all of these products from your favorite brands as well brands like Lamy and Sailor, Kaveco, Pilot, Namiki and so many more. Um, they do Retro 51. We love Pen Chalet because they're so Supportive of the show, you know they've 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 been a backer of ours and a sponsor of ours for so long. But they're also so great for the community of listeners that we have because they're always doing wonderful deals. Like, not only do you get free shipping in the U.S. on orders of over fifty dollars, you get great shipping rates if you overseas as well. But they're also doing discounts, and they always have discount codes available for pen addict listeners. So to get those, go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password pen addict. This is where you'll get this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet at any time. So, Brad, what do we have up on deck for this episode from Ron? We we have more Conklins that I haven't used, but I have resolved that issue uh, thanks to Evan in the chat, which I think 
Evan is is one of the people where we just need to get the T-shirt that so he wears it at the pin show that just says Evan in the chat room, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. seems like Evan, and he seems like one of those guys. He's just in the chat. He walked up to me in Baltimore. He said, "Hey, I heard you haven't tried a Conklin," and goes blunk and put one in my hand. So it's sitting here waiting for me to try. I just hadn't had the time yet um, to get it done. But they have this really nice all black one in here that's only um, not very much. <laughs> I was going to say the price, and I'm not allowed to. Um. That looks cool. That looks right up my alley. So I got to try those. And they also have the the Monteverdi One Touch Stylus ballpoint pens, which I think everyone should own one of those. And at this price, it's kind of a no brainer not to. So um, you know, this is some cool stuff from Ron. And by the way, Mike, we might have to get Ron on the show one of these days because yes, little birdie, um, and by little birdie, I mean Instagram. Um, showed Ron over in Japan with a bunch of other vendors um, going over for Platinum's 100th anniversary. So that might be an interesting thing to talk about with him. So we may have to put him up to that one day. That would be fun. We should look into that. That would be definitely mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can get yourself uh, looks at all these deals. You can get yourself that special code. So you can save any so you can save ten percent on anything at any time just by going to penchalet.com and hitting the uh, podcast link at the top of the website and using the special code penaddict. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right. I think there's something we need to talk about here, which is as typically as a thing on the show, Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot going on right now. Obviously, we are contributing. You are contributing to that. But there mm-hmm. seems to have been like another big bunch of them in the last uh, week or two. And we're going to touch on a few of these. But I just kind of wonder, do, do you think do you think there's any kind of reason that this stuff comes in waves? I do. Okay. I think right now... Um, and this is just like guessing on my part, and it's not some you know 4D chess kind of answer, but I think it makes a big difference for Kickstarter creators and backers to start and finish a project in the same year. That's a mental like thing, right? Oh. If I'm going to back a project, I want to be able to see the ship date, not say 2020. So how do you do that? Well, you start the project early in the year. It gives you the right time frame. You ship, start the project, you know, winter, early spring, work through it through the spring and summer, ship it in the fall or winter. You know, that's just kind of why I think you're seeing just a rash of products, even though if I launched a product in September and said I could deliver it in January, that's a shorter time frame. But that date says 2020 on it. And I feel a little bit weird about that, right, as a buyer. It's like, oh, man, it's going to be 2020 before I get that, even though it's five months from now. And I'm telling you, this project's going to take nine months, but it's all in 2019. I'm in, right? I think it's just mental. Is another um, thing the holidays? Oh, absolutely. Right? So, like, it's the, maybe those two things combined. It's either, like, get it for the holidays. Yeah, we've talked about that. And or, like, uh, that, that 2020 mental block is, like, a really, really good point that I wouldn't have thought about before. Yeah, and like we've talked about the holiday thing before. We wanted to launch the spoke pin last year, but it got, you know, working on it took so long. We were ready in November, but there was no way we we're going to launch that campaign yes. in November. Yes. There's just no way. So you start seeing them at the beginning of the year. You would be a fool to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, there's just no way you do that. So that's why I think we're kind of seeing a lot of these projects at the beginning of the year. But it, it even if even not, it does seem like it comes in batches. There'll be like, you know, like a pin or stationary dead zone. Then they'll all of a sudden be like four or five projects all kind of overlapping at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, the spoke pin wrapped up. It was we were so close. We were like watching it at the last minute, see if we could get to ninety K and one thousand backers. But we hit eighty eight K and nine hundred and ninety four backers, which is just that is amazing. Congratulations like, to you too. Thank like, you. That's an incredible <clears throat> result. And I'm super excited. I put my order in. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, thank you. I ordered thank you, thank you. The, I ordered the two weird ones. The ah, orange nice. crush and the Joker. Yeah, so it, Brian has been doing a killer job of getting all the details and information out, and the survey already went out because we need to know, you know, quantities of colors. And so he asked me to guess, you know, what I thought the most popular colors were going to be, and I said Orange Crush by a long shot. So I asked him uh, last night, and I was like, "What are the, what are the results look like?" And he was like, "Orange Crush by a long shot." So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that you one, know your audience. The pe- well, the the feedback too. People saying, you know, just that that was the one that always popped up. Even though all the other ones are are great, that one was just a little bit different. So yeah, it was cool. So thank you everyone who who supports all this stuff that we do. Yeah, and also you know it's uh, not necessarily just a support thing, right? Like, and and I think it's important that that people yeah yeah, like, yeah. they believe they're going to get a good product and they're paying for a good product, and with you guys they're going to get it. But like I, you know, I always like to try and I know that I say for our campaign like thank you for the support but it's not a charity thing that we're doing um you know which is why like there is no tier on our campaign which is just like hey give us some money like i see that a lot and i don't have a problem with it for other people but i don't like to do that like i really see Mm -hmm. kickstarter as uh, an exchange of goods for money Um, yeah whatever that ends up being physical digital or whatever but like it's not a charity platform. We're not asking for charity. Like we're asking yep. for you give us money and we will produce something and give it back to you. Um, so, you know, like, yes, thank you so much to your support for our campaign, for, for the support to Brad's stuff, all the campaigns that he's done. But like it is in the essence of building a business, building a product, building something that you're going to get in return. Right. I think that's really important. Um, and I like that by and large, Kickstarter has stuck to their guns in, from a, like a rules perspective about how that stuff works because mm. i think it's important to have different platforms like indiegogo has more charity stuff to it and it has different kind of mechanisms built into it and i'm pleased indiegogo exists right right because it does a lot of things to help people out when they're in bad situations um and i think that their their like flexible funding stuff is really good but i'm pleased that they are two distinct platforms that yep. if you need this, you go here, and if you need this, you go here. And I think it's good that we have that. Um, I, I, I think it's good that there's that choice, you know? Right. Totally. But anyway. Yep. So, obviously, I'm a, I'm a big Kickstarter fan. I'm a super backer now, Mike. I'm like 102 projects back. So I'm uh, a super backer too, I think. But I haven't yeah. backed as many as you. Yeah. Maybe I'm so, not a super uh, backer. Who knows? So, I know not everyone's into the, the Kickstarter thing and all the products. So, we, we appreciate your download this week, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week because we got a lot more to cover. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> we, we spoke about um, last time the CWT, uh, CWT sketchbook, the campaign launched. Yeah. Uh, they've yeah, been gr- greatly successful, uh, but you got one. Yeah. So, uh, Sayway and Taylor sent me one with some cute little packaging that uh, cracked me up when I got it. So they, they, that's over on Instagram, but, um, 
let's go through me opening this because it is super hard to explain. And the first thing I should say is if you've listened to me any length of time, I am a CWNT fanboy. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind as I speak about this product. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're, they're the best. I, I love them and I love what they make. So I opened this product, got it out the envelope. My first reaction was, wow, it's small. And then I remembered, oh yeah, it's a supposed to be a six size, which it is. And then my second reaction is, wow, it is soft. So this paper and the way it's built, uh, what was the name of the paper? I, I pulled it up again. I, I had all the specs, but I, I don't know them off the top of my head. The Hanji paper. Um, it is so soft, but in a strange kind of way. It's like, it's hard to describe. Like, no amount of words I will say on this podcast will do any kind of tactile feeling justice. Like, it just feels different. Like, it's lightweight. It's lighter than you would think a normal paper A6 size notebook feels. It's lighter than that. The paper feels lighter. So the paper really is like what from the inner bark of the mulberry tree. So, I mean, all papers made from trees unless it's stone paper. It's obviously not, but it sucks. I hate stone paper. Yeah. Oh. We can, we can talk about that after the show. I got a story for you. Okay. Um, so it's like any paper you think, okay, it's going to be fibrous. How is it going to act with my pens? Well, this is extra fibrous, right? You like see, snakes crawling through the page it's kind of wild don't do that don't say that Mm. no thank you it's kind of cool it's kind of cool there's like okay how about worms there's like these these little there's there's like these little shooters that go through the page and like each page is different and it's kind of wild um it's actually like you're looking through the tree under the microscope but it's a standard kind of white page the cover the orange dot on the cover is like it feels like it's hand painted on there. I mean, they have a video of how everything was done. Is so what I here's the the big picture. What I think about the notebook, just from a aesthetic and style and feel perspective, before we get into performance, this feels like if I was in some small town in Japan and I walked into like a single door, single window stationery shop. And there was a husband and wife at the counter and displays of loose paper everywhere. And I put together what I wanted. I handed it to them. They turned around, walked in the back door, shut the door behind them. Sparkles and rainbows come out the door and all these happy singing sounds like you see like the the all the light blasting through the door. But you don't know what's going on. And they come out and they hand you this product. That's what this feels like to me. Like, it's super cool. It's super unique. And, like, I'm obviously in love with it. So, down to brass tacks, does it work? It's built great. It's, like, the binding is killer. It feels great in the hand. The paper, I was concerned, like, it's not made for fountain pens, right? Like, there's, they don't come out saying, like, hey, this is your, your fountain pen friendly penly paper friendly paper we have other products for that um it works surprisingly well with fountain pens i was shocked so it's not a smooth paper it's a little bit fibrous so 
I you get very little bleed from the edge, but there it's there sometimes. When I use my architect nib using that metal going in an abnormal direction, it did catch like the the worms in the paper. That's a, I call yep. it catching a runner. So it hits that, and then the ink runs. It shoots on that little vein, if you will. Mm-hmm. But in general, my standard pens worked great, like my cursive italics and extra fines and stubs. The only pen I didn't like from a fountain pen was my extra fine vanishing point because that's so sharp, it really gets into the page a little bit. Yeah, I, I think like and I'm looking at your uh, ink tester, like some of your broads, there looks to be a bit of feathering and stuff. I, I, really, they, I don't think this is a fountain pen notebook. Like, it's I don't, not. This is not what it's for. But it actually, it's not a no go. Yeah, like, it, you know how you, if you wanted to use fountain pens to maybe write a title before yes. you do your sketch, like you're good. But this shouldn't become your notebook, right? Like, yes, it's not the best experience yes. for a fountain pen, but it works better than I thought I would. I thought it would. I thought it would be like a sharpie marker on a moleskin, right? That goes straight through the page. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a disaster. Like when I when I read yeah. about the paper the first time, I was not not like it was going to be bad, but like. It wasn't going to work for fountain pens. I mean, it's a yeah. sketchbook. I mean, like sketchbooks. Yeah. Then, then it clues in the name, like what it's for. Yeah. Um, and like when I read about the paper, I was like, "What well, I don't know about this." But it's, yeah. as you say, it seems like it's doing a better job than you would have expected. Um, yep. But like, the, it still kind of remains true as to what you should really be using in this. Right. So like, there's n- zero bleed through the back of the page, which, which is, is kind of fascinating. That's incredible. Yeah. So is like, it it's thick? got that little bit of no. It's, okay. It's uh, it's medium. Like okay. you wouldn't say it's thick or thin. You'd say it's okay. average, uh, average thickness. So every everything else works fine as you would expect. Rollerballs, gel, ballpoints, pencils, except drawing pens. They are terrible. Oh, it's that's like not good. this. No. So like I was thinking, I would use this with like a Copa or Copic or a Secura Pigma Micron yeah. or something like that. The way the plastic tip interacts with this page, it almost rejects the ink. Like, I cannot get a solid line. It's almost like the page is too dry, even though it's not really absorbing the ink. It's very, it's a very weird Let me see if I can try and understand that. So, is the ink, does it feel like the ink's not flowing properly? Right. Okay. It feels like I'm writing with a dry pen. Right. Even though the pen's perfectly fine. That's so weird. Yeah, that one caught me off guard. Because I thought huh. that would be one of my primary uses for this notebook was it, that type of marker. It does feel like that's what... Really, I look at like a sketchbook like this and I'm like, okay, markers, pencils, and then like these ink drawing pens, you know, like the Copex, yep. right? Like that feels... Yep. Especially because like it kind of has that influence. Like it, it yep. feels like those two things would go together, right? Like with the, where it's right. come from and how it's been made. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like stylistically, I would assume that they would be a match. So, like, I see it good for everything except, like, those drawing pens. Otherwise, like, it was fine. And I just, I really enjoyed the build. I love the feel and the I've fit. I've got to say, finish. And I, it's super I love the cute. story. It's, it's pretty. It's a beautiful it, little looking book. It is. It's not a big book. Like, it's as big as the palm of my hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of pages for what it is. And it's just really cool. The binding's super cool. So, I'll, I'll be using this a bunch. I just don't know exactly how yet. But, I, I mean, I love it. I think I've backed it for two of them. Um, you know, before they even sent me this, and I'm definitely staying in that loop. All right, that's it. Looks like a cool product. I'm pleased you did the yep. testing, right? So, like, people can know what they're going to be getting if they go into this. So, 
I think, that's, yep. I think it's good good of you to as always you share share the knowledge yeah yeah and if anyone has any questions about this stuff they know how to uh, get in touch with me i like do specific testing for specific things all the time so glad to do it all right we have more uh kickstarter stuff to talk about but let's let's take mm-hmm. our second break for the episode okay. here um as i'm conscious of uh, i'm worried about my big body over there you saw <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing okay. okay i'm actually feeling pretty good i don't feel like i'm going downhill yet so Excellent. i feel okay i just want to make sure i give you just a just a little break for a moment while thank you i tell all of our wonderful listeners about warby parker quality eyewear at a fraction of the usual price warby parker was founded by four friends and allows you to easily buy glasses online and if you're thinking buying glasses on the internet might be difficult warby parker make it so easy with their free home try-on program you can order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days with no obligation to buy shipping is also free and includes a prepaid return shipping label as well you can go to warbyparker.com penaddict to order your free home try-ons today when you use the home try-on you get the boxes you can try them on you can look at them with your own clothes on you can change outfits right you can show your friends and family you can share them on social media like you you actually get more of a time to really understand what these glasses are going to be like on your face rather than just going to an opticians or to a store and trying them on Warby Parker glasses start at just $95, which includes prescription lenses that all have anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Plus, blue light filtering lenses are now also available with Warby Parker as well, which can be great if you don't want to worry about blue light from your screens disturbing your sleep, which is a thing. Like, I see this quite a lot now. So you can get that with Warby Parker as well if you want. Now, Brad, I believe that you have gone through the whole home trying experience, right? I've gone through it multiple times because I've owned multiple pairs of Warby Parkers. Now, from my first, I don't know, maybe two pair, maybe three pair. I can't remember even remember how many I've had now. Um, My eyes have changed. So as you get older, you know, your eyes continue to do things you don't want them to do. And I got moved into progressive lenses this year. Mm. Do you know what those are, Mike? Are they the ones where it's like two different prescriptions in one? It's basically four zones of viewing oh in a boy. single lens. <laughs> oh my god! To where you know if you it's so you don't have to wear like the hard line division bifocals, right? Mm-hmm. It's so you have this lens that looks like a normal lens, except it's segmented out yeah, for you those, to see. You don't want to wear the like the the bifocals because that makes you look old to people, yeah, right? Where you, you can old. see like oh, there's like a little circle, and it's like- and especially <laughs> for someone like me who wears glasses 100 percent of their yep. waking hours, right? So I thought, well, I'm done with Warby Parker now. I'm into progressives, and they just do regular stuff. I was wrong, Mike. They do progressive lenses, and I was shocked. So that's I don't awesome. have progressive lens Warby Parker yet, but that's coming up soon. So I've, like I said, I think I've done three pairs of Warby Parkers so far. I love mm-hmm. them every time, and I thought I was going to be done, but uh, we'll get some progressives uh, tried out when once I get my new prescriptions. I got to go. Uh, it's that time of the year where I go get them um, updated, and I feel like I've already have a change coming in. But as soon as I do that, then I can order them, and I'd be anxious to see how these Warby Parky. Parker progressive lenses go. You're going to be doing like your seventh home try on, <laughs> which is it's great though, right? Like every time you want to get a set of glasses, you can just order a bunch and they come home and you can try them all on. Like it's 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 a pretty great system. Um, listeners of this show can head to warbyparker.com slash penaddict and order a free home try on kit today. Once you've done that, you got to check out their app. 
They've built an awesome home try-on companion, which lets you create a quick video of all of your frames when they've arrived so you can share them with your friends and family to help you choose. But there's more. If you have an iPhone with Face ID, you can use their brand new Find Your Fit feature. It uses the iPhone X's True Depth camera to map and measure your facial features. Then it will recommend around 12 Warby Parker frames that are likely to best fit your face, which you can then using uh, AR kit and all that kind of stuff, look at them on your face and move your head around. It is mind-blowing how good this is. I have tried it and Stephen did it and sent me a video. It looked like he was wearing the glasses. Like, this is unbelievable. You have to go and try this. Mm. Like, just go and play around with this because it is so freaking cool. So you can go find out more and upgrade your glasses experience by going to warbyparker.com slash penaddict and order your free home try-ons today. Thank you so much to Warby Parker for their support of this show and Relay FM. That app is so cool. You, I, I have to try that when I get my progressive lenses. I haven't, yep. I haven't tried that yet. All right. So the Hipponoto's back. It is. So I have a sample of the B6. So Crystal's doing... So the Hippo was Hippo size last year. Like it was her own size that she came up with. It's it's a super thick Tomoe River notebook. So this year she's doing a traditional A5 size and then like a B6 size, which is probably one of the... Outside of A5, it's probably like the second most popular. Uh, um, some okay. people swear by that size. Mm-hmm. So she's I doing was, that. That you've helped clear this up for me because... I was thinking it was the original size and a new size, but this is no. two standardized sizes. Neither of them are the Hipponoto size. Okay, the Correct. original one. Okay, yes, cool. yes. So the um, paper is Tomoe River, which if you want to use fountain pens, that's kind of what you do. So mm-hmm. this is out there, and she's got a new ink with it this year. Now, when the first Hipponoto came out, it had she had a bunch of problems fulfilling shipping production it like went on for years and uh, years it went on for like over a year i think year and a half before everyone got you know their product so i just want to make sure i'm clear on that there were some issues the first time around and if you got burnt maybe you're not coming back this time and that's understandable but i know a lot of people love their hipponotos too so you know this is something to look at if you're interested in like a really good quality fountain pen because i think the end product is really good so um, and hopefully all of the shipping fulfillment production issues are behind them this year so i'm looking forward to it i mean i don't know this but you would hope that if you go through it mm-hmm. you know the pitfalls right like if you go through it once that's why i'm okay on the second backing right um unless like there's something like super detrimental the first time i'm willing to give a second chance there's not a third chance Mm -hmm. you know there's yeah you know this time this time if if it doesn't come through it's my fault right like it's on me because hey you could have said hey well look at this you should have known it's like well i'm okay giving this project a second chance where some projects i wouldn't yeah i'm gonna back because i got my one and I absolutely love this notebook. Um, I was a huge fan of the Hipponoto. I ended up accidentally destroying mine. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to... Also, this ink color looks more exciting than the previous oh, ink color. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the first ink color. This one's really good. Yeah. So I'm going to go in for an A5. Uh, I would like a more standardized size one, especially to go in my uh, Kickstarter exclusive case, which will I feel like they will be a perfect pair for each other. So I'm, I am <laughs> going to back it right now. Um, so yeah, this is, I understand like there were some issues, but this was a, this was a product that I really liked and, uh, I really hope that the Hippo Noto team are able to, uh, to 
get everything in a better uh, so Squishy Ink will be able to get everything in a, in a better situation for them this time. Um, mm-hmm. My thinking would be like again, like if you've gone through something like that, the stress of that fulfillment, you wouldn't put yourself in that position again, <laughs> right? Unless you were Trust feeling me. pretty confident. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally, totally. So, but again, heed the word of warning that there was issues before, but. Yep. Also take the note that we both genuinely really love this product. So um I reckon it's worth it's worth giving them a shot. So I backed. They're nearly at their goal and I think they're gonna make it. So yeah, cool. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to get a second one of these in my life. Yeah, they're very cool. Yep. All right, and we also have the machine era field pen. Um mm. can you tell me a little bit about this? I I I'd never seen this before, but I watched the video and this looks like a pretty pretty well-made thing yeah so i didn't i I think i've just been on kickstarter so much and this one popped up into my feed and when i saw the the two-tone pen in the image like in the in the the main image i was like oh that's pretty cool then i started reading more and i was like oh they're using this cool refill for matoya which i know anyone can buy the refill for any pen and go but that they're making that choice at the beginning i don't know this was just everything like in a pen design that spoke to me so i backed it and then in the matter of full disclosure 2 days ago i got an email this was after i'd backed it from uh adam who runs machine era wanting to sponsor the pen addict uh, blog so i just want that disclosure to be out there that yep. next week machine air is sponsoring the blog but I, I had already backed and you know for this pen before i'd even ever talked to anyone about this you know so anyway um it looks cool like i said anything i can get that's different from straight silver or straight black or straight brass or straight copper like i'm interested in and then you put in this interesting twist mechanism and then you go ahead and give me the cool refill and you know it's at a reasonable price it's like i this is what i do right i buy this thing to test it out like they don't always come out good like i got a product from a company called kinsa so it just delivered last week and it was horrible you know that's what kickstarter is sometimes sometimes you don't get what you what you think you're getting but with this machine era pen i'm pretty confident it looks really sharp and i'm going to be excited and anxiously awaiting this one i don't have a prototype or anything coming i hadn't even asked him for one but um i'm pretty pretty uh pretty happy with how um, this i just watched the video and i think that the mechanism looks real sweet and but mm-hmm. just the overall design of this pen looks to be a yeah. pretty interesting one so like it's not too big it's like in that good size it's not overly tactical um it's just it's like i said it's kind of just right for me like someone asked me is like well did you get the orange one and i was like well duh i was like but what <laughs> I, I would have gotten you know if it was like red or blue or just like having that alternate color is a big deal for me like, bra- that I mean, means I a lot to me i'm not a big brass person but they have like a brass body one as well yeah which, like yeah, i cool. think I think it's completely ugly. Like the clip looks awful on the black pen. I'm just saying like I, it just does to me. And like my aesthetic doesn't buy into that, but mm-hmm. then I like the silver, the stainless steel one. That one looks pretty cool. And that's why they give you so many options on here, yeah. right? Not every style is for everyone, but like, that's why I like the Ajoto pen. Like I have a brass Ajoto 
but then they released some stainless steel ones with like just the little blue twist mechanism. I was like, I want that so bad. It's like, I can't spend another $200 on that pen because I already have one, but like, that's what I want in a pen. Just give me that little hit of something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's why we did wild colors for spoke pen because we can, and I want to. So, you know, I, I think this looks like a real solid product and, uh, I'm anxious to get it and I'm glad I backed it. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? The 22 pen. You posted <laughs> a little video, I think, somewhere. On, I th- was it on Instagram? It's Instagram. So I posted a picture, right? And people are fascinated with this pen. And like, I, I clearly I am too. It's like there's something about this pen. Like it, sh- it should not be a thing. But it is. And it's cool. And I want it. And I might never use it, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I want it, and I want it now, and it's cool, and I got to have it. <laughs> so that's kind of how my thought process goes. And <laughs> Mario, every time I post something, he's like, oh, thanks for posting this and that and talking about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. That's just what I do. Um, but people, like, even when I sent pictures, people, people are like, I don't get it. Like, why do you, what is happening here? I was like, let me just, I'll do a video. I'll just shoot a little video of it in my hand. It's a mini pen that holds two D1 refills. They don't get in the way of each other when you write with a single refill. You can extend one refill out and write in a double line if you want. So it's like supposed to be made for like a singular pocket notebook to slide in the pocket notebook inside the cover so the pen tips you know don't poke you or get on your shirt or your pants or your bag or whatever. And you know, that's kind of it. It's just like this little portable double color pen. And there's just something about it that's kind of got me hooked. Um, I think it's probably the, the materials, right? You don't normally get this type of material in this type of pen. And the des- design's pretty unique. Um, so I just felt like this is the kind of thing that I do. Like I get into this stuff and I want this. Um, so now like I get it and then people ask me questions. Hopefully I can explain it without being too weird about it because this is, it's just a weird pen. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how you're going to use it. You might hate it. I like, I would be hesitant. Like if I put this in a notebook, I would never sit on it. Like I carry a notebook in my back pocket with a pen in it all the time. I would never do that with this pen. Cause I feel like I would snap it. Like it's real strong and durable, but I'm, I mean, I'm a large man. I'm not sitting my butt on this pen. There's no way that's going to end well, but it's made for that type of portability. I can't just throw the pin in my pocket. Like in my, I can't clip it to my shirt, right? right. Cause it's not capped. So right. I'm going to get stabbed or inked. So like there's so much wrong about this pen from a practicality standpoint. Maybe that's why I love it. I don't know. I, I love this pen. I don't know what to tell people, but it almost, it shouldn't be a thing like this shouldn't be happening, <laughs> but it is. And I'm kind of glad with that. I will need to see this pen. I, 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 I just there's some. I can see there's something about it. It's not enough for me to buy it, but I really want to see it. And I feel mm. like I could end up falling for it in a similar way that you did. There's something mm. just weird about it in a nice way. Well, yeah, and I, I really think it's. I think a lot of it's the materials. That was the selling point for me. It's like it's not a metal barrel. If this was a metal pen or just like a machine pen, I probably wouldn't give it a second a look. Maybe I would have, 
But what drew me in was like, oh, I can get pretty acrylics. I like pretty acrylics. You know, that was probably 75% of the selling point for me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I genuinely don't know how I'm going to use it. So right now, my notebook this month is one another Notco notebook. That's a top-bound notebook. I can't use this pen. It doesn't stick inside the notebook right. Right, because it can't clip <laughs> on. Because yeah. it would be out the side, or yep. and that would be too thick. I can clip it from the bottom, but I feel like I'm going to lose it that way. So it's been sitting on my desk, and that's not what this pen is for. This is not a yeah. desk pen. No. You don't want to write a novel with this pen. You want to be able to have it quickly and jot things down. So I'm like waiting for my next notebook to use to actually really go for it. But I mean, hell, I've got Jetstream 0.5 refills in it right now. It's fantastic. But it's like, I, it's weird. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I wish I could. I have no words for it. But I haven't gone and backed to Jet, but I'm 100% backing it. I, I need to go click the link. Yeah, I feel like at this point you owe it to the guy. Oh, I was gonna back it anyway, <laughs> but I just like I just get sidetracked. Yeah, especially once I get it in hand. Well, yeah the the the, the requirement to then rush to back is less so when you actually have mm. the thing, right? Yeah, but we can't all be yeah. as fun as you as as cool as you though. You're, in, you're uh, such an influence. Oh, I think I... Mike says he's got one, so I'd be interested. Mike's like he's very uh very opinionated. Mike as of well, Independence. So. Yeah, Mike of Ink Dependent. So keep an keep an eye on uh, Ink Dependent. See what he thinks about his. Like, there's there's no explaining it. Mm-hmm. I just, but I want it. So there you have it. I don't know how I have missed the Herbert Pen Company's Frankenstein Vanishing Point. <laughs> thing. Speaking of weird and not supposed to work. Uh, you have ordered one of these. I, I feel like I've never seen this before, and this is super strange to me in a very interesting way. So I'm keen. So can you explain what this this product is, and then tell me why you would want this? Okay. So I met Chet Herbert at last. Well, yeah, last year's the 2018 Baltimore Pen Show. I'd never met him before, and I was looking through. Chet makes his own blanks and turns his own pens and. I'm going through, looking at the table. You know, it's like you're looking at a Jonathan Brooks table or Mm -hmm. Edison Penn, anyone who makes their own stuff and they're selling their stuff. And then someone says, have you seen his vanishing point um, modified barrel? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, there's, like, it's a retractable. There's like, no, it's just a barrel and you put the nib unit in it and then you write with it. I'm like, okay, I need to go look at this. (laughs) And then I saw it and I was like, oh, this, I'm going to need one of these. So like right then I got on the list. Um, it took over a year, Chet. I just want you to know that. He knows that. I gave him a bunch of crap last week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, but mine is ready. It's on, the, on his Instagram. It looks beautiful. And why do I want it? Well, because I'm a huge Vanishing Point fan. I like the nibs. And I like that you can, people are creative enough to do cool things around other nibs, especially the vanishing point. That's such a tricky little nib to begin with. So, I mean, how was I not buying this pen? I mean, this was 100% going to happen the minute I saw it. (laughs) So, um, I'm really anxious to get it. I'll have an Atlanta for everyone to to test out. Chet's actually going to be in Atlanta this year. Um, so that'll be fun, but it's cool, right? I mean, I think it's cool. I, I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't think it was cool, but 
it's cool. It's just weird because when you look at it, when you just look at it, you're like, well, you've removed all of the vanishing pointness from totally. the pen. But that is this is this is the thing where it's like, well, how much of what's good about the vanishing point is the nib unit? And like that's the thing that you have to come to your own decision on. Mm-hmm. Because if you like the vanishing point just because it's retractable, mm-hmm. this pen is is not for you. But if you actually right. like the nib unit, which is a fantastic nib unit, um, mm-hmm. then this is this becomes a really interesting pen for a completely different reason because it's like the hooded nib uh right. design that which they do is like a pretty rare thing to get, but is very beautiful. Um, so yeah, this is a super different thing. I just not, this is definitely not for everyone. And I, no. I would need to, to try one and see it myself. Cause like just on the face of it, I don't know how much I personally value that nib over other things. Right. Like this is something like I will only ever need one of these. I mean, not that I need more than any, any pen, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. This is just kind of like a one-off, let me do this cool thing because I love the vanishing point, even though it kind of takes away what the vanishing point is, right? It feels like owning an oddity, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, like this would be something, this would be a pen that I would want. So when I met another pen person, I could give it to them and be like, <laughs> that's a vanishing point. Right? And it would be like, haha, that's fun. All right, like, so here's the thing you have put in the show notes. We'll have it by Atlanta, so come see it. Because yeah, it's that it's a idea, show pen. right? Like, it, yeah, it is a show pen for sure. Because it's like, you give it to them, oh, this is really nice. What is it? <laughs> like, it's a vanishing point. And yeah. it's like, no, it's not. And so, hilarity <laughs> ensues. Yep. Hilarity okay. ensues. All right, let's take our final break for this episode and thank our friends over at FreshBooks for their support of this show. Everybody loves to save time. Everybody loves to save hassle. Everybody loves to save aggravation, especially if you work for yourself because all of that time and all of that hassle, you have to deal with it and it's time taken away from doing the thing you want to be doing. FreshBooks removes this frustration and all of this time and all of this hassle from your life by simplifying all of the tasks that you sometimes don't want to do stuff like invoicing expense tracking and ultimately getting paid online freshbooks has tools that have drastically reduced all of this for their over 10 million customers to deal with their paperwork they reduce time by building their tools simply by having pre-filled information that's easy to access by saving all of the data about like you know so it saves your email addresses for all of your clients so you just type in their names with a couple of letters and it can pre-fill it for you by saving your typical line items for you so it can all just be automatically populated all of that's really easy to do. It saves you time later on and hassle because you don't have to chase invoices after you've sent them because FreshBooks tracks it all, tracks when it's been received, tracks when it's been opened, shows you if somebody's printed it, and every time they've gone back to the invoice. So you can see when somebody's seen it, it puts them into those guessing games, and they integrate a bunch of fantastic payment options so people can just pay right there immediately when they get the invoice, and it means that you're going to get paid faster as well. It's super amazing. We have used FreshBooks for five years at Relay FM, and I have never even thought about looking elsewhere because they have all of the function that we need and more. As we have grown as a company, FreshBooks has been there 
and has not broke a sweat the entire time. So we've sent thousands of invoices for FreshBooks now and continue to use it all the time. So absolutely love it. And I think if you're listening to this show and haven't yet tried it out, do yourself a favor and go to freshbooks.com slash penaddict. You will get an unrestricted 30-day free trial, no credit card required. It's freshbooks.com slash penaddict. And when they ask, how did you hear about FreshBooks? Tell them from the Pen Addict. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I caught this next tidbit, Mike, in Slack this morning just as I was browsing around looking for things. I'm going to let you read the link that's contained within yeah, man. Um, because I don't want to pass out during mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. this was there was basically an issue with a Monteverde Inc. And I was, I mean, I'm out of that loop. I don't, I can't keep up with everything all the time. And I just happened to see that this morning that um, Yaffa, the U.S. distributor for Monteverde, replied about the ink and I felt like what they did was like perfect in how you handle and own up to a mistake. And I think a lot of people can learn from something like this. And I certainly learned things from something like this because we all screw up. Like I'm going to screw up somebody's order. I'm going to make a mistake somehow. We're going to mess up a case. It's just going to happen, but how you handle it you know, kind of dictates, you know, what the future holds for you. So I thought this was worth reading. It's not very long, but I thought this was worth reading in its yep. entirety. So do you mind? Yeah, this is also a great communication from Rachel Goulet. This is in like a Goulet Pens uh, yes. Facebook group. And yep. so this is, uh, you from the way that this, from the way this post opens, tells me <laughs> how much conversation there has been about this issue in the Goulet yep. Nation Facebook group. Regarding the Monteverde bad ink issue, so that's how it starts, right? People know what that means, but in brackets, bottles sold primarily in late 2018 that have a rotten egg smell. Oh, dear. I I hadn't heard about this at all. I know you hadn't either, but that's terrible, right? Like, you don't want that. Anyway, so... Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, something bad's happened. So here's a message from Yair Greenberg, the founder and CEO of Yaffa, who bottles the Monteverde ink. So this is a quote within a quote. I am personally on it for the past few weeks. We are taking steps to avoid these kinds of contamination problems, and some of the steps we've taken are, one, we are cleaning our semi-auto ink-filling machines of new chemicals. Two, we are buying new filling machines. Three, we are changing the filling hoses more often. Four, we are buying new inks to replace the old ones that show contamination. Five, using gloves and masks when needed. Six, working closely with our ink factory and learning more about how to improve the storage of our inks. And seven, less exposure of open ink bottle to open air. So that's the quote. I think what's happened here, there's been some kind of bacteria um, or like you know, like some 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 bad chemical reaction has occurred, and it's polluted the machines, right? Like that's what it mm-hmm. feels like. There was a batch, and it's kind of spread from there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so that's the that's the quote from from uh, the CEO of Yaffa. So uh, Goulet continues: If anyone believes they have a bad bottle, even if it was given free of a purchase, we ask you to please email, and they will replace it at no cost with any color of Monteverde ink of your choice. This is they give an email for a Yaffa. It's Scott Fox at Yaffa yaafa.com. We're sorry for the trouble, and we are encouraged that Yaffa and Monteverde is making it right and taking these steps to ensure no contamination happens in the future. Uh, these things happen. If you have any questions, reply. Um, I want to ask you a question. I want to just understand mm-hmm. a little bit here about what, what the situation is. So these are Monteverde inks. Yaffa bottles them. Is that on behalf of Monteverde? 
Yeah, I'm sure. And then what's the ink factory? Is this Yaffa's ink factory? Or are they is the ink being made somewhere um, else? It goes to Yaffa. Yaffa bottle it, send it to Monteverde, Monteverde ship it? No, I think it's an ink factory somewhere. The ink is shipped in bulk to Yaffa. Yaffa is the bottler and distributor. Right. It's my guess. Like if I had to paint the picture. Okay. So what's um, happening? Yaffa, Monteverde. Okay, so the chat says Yaffa owns Monteverde. Okay, thank you for that. So, yeah. it's all right, that makes sense then. So, it's Monteverde as a brand of Yaffa. Yaffa have their own factory that bottle the ink and slap the labels on them, but they are uh, contracting out to a company to, to actually make the ink, which is fine. This is not a criticism. I'm just trying to no, work no, out the flow to it out. here. You know, like yeah. it, there are many, many companies that do things like this, right? Like you don't do one thing, so you just get another company to do that part and then they'll, they'll take care of it for you. I think that that's awesome. That like the way they're dealing with this, I really like. Even that they're replacing free ink, like yeah. that is that is the way to do this because the reason is you ruined someone's day. Yeah, because you potentially made their office smell bad for a while. <laughs> so like yeah. this is the way to handle this. Um, we share these types of stories every now and then because we have a lot of makers that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Take a lesson from it. Yeah. I was impressed. That's why I wanted to put it in here. Like, yeah. I was impressed. Like, you know, it, it stinks for, well, literally, I didn't, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, That was yeah. pretty good. I didn't. I Normally, I, I would own up to it if I did that on purpose. Um, but, like, it sucks for those people that had it. And, like, the, the naysayers would say, well, you should be doing all this stuff already. You know, maybe they do. But that doesn't solve what's happened in the past, right? Yeah. Being negative, well, you should have been doing this the whole time doesn't fix anything so they've been proactive saying here's how we're going to fix it sometimes you don't know something needs to be done until something goes wrong like if you have cleaned things on a specific schedule for 10 years and you've never had a problem why would you start doing it more yeah right like that's wasting money as a company right like you're like oh our ink's perfectly fine but we're going to start cleaning the machines more than we did. Like, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, yeah. So this is how you learn. You make mistakes, you learn, and you move on. Um, and the best people, the best companies are people that can do that, right? That, like, when you make a mistake, you learn from the mistake, and you move on from it. Like, that's that's yep. that's the right way to live. And it's cool to see that Monteverde are doing that. Yeah, it came right from the top. You mm-hmm. know, the CEO put out a, uh, an issue, uh, a message. This is what happened. These are the steps we're taking to fix it. And if you were affected, here's what we're going to do for you. That's it. Like, yep. it was perfect. It was oh, like 101. But no one does this. This is an outlier, you know. Well, you know I who believe. does this typically? Small companies do this. Yes. Really yeah, small like companies. This, like, these are the words I live by, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't normally see this from a larger company no. uh, like that, right? Like, I could not, like, that would ruin my business if I handled that poorly. Like, I am done, right? So I, I I learn a lot from these things. Yeah, yeah. So cool story. All right, should we do a couple of uh, RCPA before we leave today? Yeah, we just have a couple of short ones and then we'll wrap it up. All right. So the first one comes to us via Kerjunkiest. I have two Kaveco fountain pens and each has been a disappointment. The nib of the first, which is a classic, suffered a baby's bottom, which I corrected. Brad, can you just tell people what that means in case they don't know? It's a super weird phrase. Yeah, I mean it's like a little extended area of the nib like mm-hmm. the nib is a little bit too big in that area so it causes inconsistency in the line so just by you know taking it down a little bit on sand you know like micro grit sandpaper 
um, you can wear that spot down and make it more even and smooth so the, the line flows consistently. A little too much material left behind, basically, when the nib was made. Let's finish this number one before we get to number two. Okay. Um, hopefully, number one is being corrected by switching from Bakht to Yovo, but I haven't tried the new Yovo nibs to know. So it was a, con- it was a repeated known issue with Kaveco's nibs, and now the nib change, I'm anxious to try one of the new ones, see, see how it goes. Uh, the cap of the second, a sport in steel, uh, ex- exuberantly liberates itself when posted, mm-hmm. uh, which is a unnecessarily fancy way to say it comes off. How can yep. I convince the cap of number two to stay in place when posted? So that's a downside of a metal barrel and a metal cap. So what is Kaveco it a friction does is problem? uses... Yeah, so Kaveco uses a plastic liner to allow you to kind of shove the cap in there, but that plastic liner on the metal barrels never going to be good enough if, you know, sometimes, right? You have to really get it on there, and still, as you write, it's going to work itself off. But did I put that Um, on there so it doesn't damage the pen because metal on metal will will damage? Is that that the reason? it's on there so it doesn't damage it also so it stays like so you can post the pin right? right when you make we talked about that with the spoke pin is like when you make a metal pin you have a decision to make about posting so Kaveco tried to solve it by adding the plastic liner in the cap and it works ish right like there's there's nothing you can do to convince it to stay more than shoving it on harder and then that's just going to eventually remold the plastic and then you'll have to shove it on harder the next time and then it's just in the end it's it's a cycle you're never going to win that's a problem with Kavecos then because for most people you you they need to be used posted so maybe yep. this is a uh maybe a warning to say like maybe don't buy the metal one yeah i mean I don't have too many problems with it, but I, I know what they're talking about. Like I've bumped it enough to where it's come loose. Then I'll just reseed it. Then I'll keep going. I mean, it's just kind of you, you deal with it. It's not a huge enough negative to make me stop buying it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, I wouldn't post it. I don't even post a Kaveco. Like I can, I, I'm really not a posting person. Like uh, yeah. you would be super surprised at how small a pen I can use. Uh, you know, like I can use and do use like my M90 unposted, you know, sure. like, and, and that's comfortable for me. But if you're, if you are posting, then like this is a consideration. Like the M90 has a little catch, doesn't it? Which is how I guess it helps yeah. that stay on. Yep. So, it's worth trying that out or maybe looking at different materials if that's the thing that you want to do because it seems like it's a tricky thing to get right, as you say. Yep. KM Squared asks, Brad, are you bringing any fire on fire to the Atlanta Pen Show? I maybe. hope so because I want well, the bottle. I might be sold out by then. So, and I won't have... Me, man. Come on. I won't... I, <laughs> I got your mic. All right, good, um, good, good. And maybe KM Squared, um, except I don't know exactly who that is <laughs> um <laughs> i probably do but it's not hitting me <laughs> um so i'm almost out of batch number two i haven't placed the order for batch number three oh, boy. If I place it today it would not be here in time so if i have enough yes i will bring them and they will reside under the table 
um, because this is a knock table, but I would be glad to sell you a bottle of Pen Addict ink if I so have what, there, So basically what you're saying, though, is if you want it, buy it now. I, I mean, it's always going to be there, but I mean, if you want a special Atlanta pickup, I can't promise you that. Yep. Just because of the timing, quantity and timing. As uh, Evan Max in the chat says, burning through the fire on fire. Fire on fire is on fire. Love it. Love it. How have I not thought of that already? The fire on fire (laughs) is on fire. Perfect. It's it's gone well. I've been happy with it. All right. We have our last question today from Andrew. If you had to pick a fountain pen ink to get a tattoo with, what would it be and what would you have drawn? Now, I know my answer came to me immediately. (laughs) Really? So, because it was a tattoo that I already want. I'm not going to get it in color because... I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna have color tattoos. I I have three. That's maybe my four. that's my hang up. Yes, but like this is if I was gonna do it, then I would okay. do it this. So, comic book movie series that I love called Scott Pilgrim. Um, there is a part in the comic. It's also in the movie. Uh, Ramona Flowers, who is the the lead, one of the lead characters, there's like a drawing of her, which is like the hair. Um, you can mm. find it anywhere by Googling, but I'll just find some link to put in the show notes uh, so you can see what I'm looking at. It's like an outline. Um, and I, I want to get that tattooed on me one day. Mm. Uh, there's actually, looking at Pinterest, there's a bunch of people that got that tattoo, which is kind of fun. <laughs> but I will get that tattooed on me one day. It was the first tattoo idea that I ever had, but I've had like things that have more of an even stronger emotional connection first i have my second tattoo actually arranged for later on this year um but i'm gonna get this one day the ramona flowers tattoo but i would if i was gonna get it in a color in an ink color i would get califolio andronopor because in the comic the color version in the movie uh ramona has many 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 wonderful colors for her hair and like a mm-hmm. pinky purple is actually one of the colors that is is prominently featured. So, Califolio nice. Andronopal would actually be the perfect color to get uh, the Ramona Flowers tattoo in. Yeah, so I have no tattoos, but I've always been fascinated by tattoos, and I should probably the problem I'm in I'm in the situation where it's either none or ten, right? There's no in between. So, and if I get color it would be all the colors, right? Like if I'm going to get color tattoo, it's going to be lots of colors. So picking a singular color is hard. Like the tattoo that I've wanted the most recently is just getting like a demonstrator barrel on my forearm, but I would do that in black, you know, like a Pelican M800 where it like lays out all the parts and like calls the part name call outs, like a, almost like a patent drawing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I have all, that's been my, my recent kick. You've told me that. And I think it's an amazing idea. I think you should do it at some point. Yeah, but if I got, like, if I picked a single color, I would probably do Pilot Oroshu, Zuku, Shinkai, and some type of ocean type of situation. You know, I've, I've always had, like, a, a boat idea as well that I've never gotten uh, never gotten off the ground, but I've drawn it several times and things like that. So I have all kinds of ideas. I've just never totally done it. So thank you so much to that question. That's a good question. I like that question yeah. a lot. You can always send in your questions with the hashtag AskTPA. And that brings us to the end of our 350th episode extravaganza. Um, we have a live show coming up very soon in Atlanta, which is where we'll be doing our big kind of like meta celebration of the show as we always do, because it's a wonderful time to do that. Um, but this is obviously a big milestone for us. So thank you so much for everybody that's tuned in, especially if you've been around since the beginning. I wonder, Brad, 
mm-hmm. how many people we have listening now that started when episode one came out? I really want to hear from you, by the way. Yeah, if you've done I would this. say more than you think. It's going to be more than one. Yeah. So that's more than I think. I, I really want to hear from you. Um, tweet at me, uh, at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, or at Dowdyism. If you have yeah, not Tony, that you, not that you've listened, not that you've listened listen since to all the episodes all that you the way started when we started. When we started in 2012. So Tony in the mm-hmm. chat room uh, is telling me he did, and I know he did. Yeah. Like yeah. I know that. So that's one. That's the one, right? So people that listen to enough would mm-hmm. probably have a, a very high likelihood of continuing on with us. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. I just want, I'm just interested to know. Uh, yep. Just because that will be like just a fun thing to understand, but and I know there's so many of you that have gone back and listened, which is equally yes. as amazing to me <laughs> that you've. Put That's how the we time find those it. links in our show notes. Yep, and it's why we've had to over the many places <laughs> that this show has existed. Uh, this will be the last place this show ever exists, right? I can, I feel pretty confident in that fact at this yeah. point. Um, but you know, but that is also another thing. We've been through so many iterations and changes and and experiments with this show, and the fact that people stick around. And you know, mm. I think one of the things that is so impressive to me that the audience for this show is the biggest it's ever been as well is also kind of a wonderful thought to me like typically podcasts have a life cycle to them um Mm. and that life cycle is it starts big and it dips and then it might get a bump again but eventually will dip and the show ends Mm. like that's the typical life cycle because the reason burnout yeah because the reason the show ends is either the people aren't as excited about it anymore or it's not financially viable anymore and those two things go with an audience drop and it can go one of two ways, right? Like either mm. people stop listening because the show isn't as good anymore or like the creators get like less uh, enthused to make it because the audience is... Like it's just a normal thing of all creative projects, I think. This isn't mm-hmm. just podcasts. Like any creative project, TV shows go this way, right? Yeah. Um, but we are at a point seven years later where our audience is bigger than it's ever been. And I... Mm find that to be such a wonderful thing. I've been podcasting for nearly 10 years, right? So I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of shows come and go of my own, but The Pen Addict is the only one that remains. Like at this point, my working relationship with Brad is the outside of my family. <laughs> my relationship with Brad is the longest sustained thing I've ever done with anybody. Hmm. Which is, you know, that is quite an incredible thing. And obviously my relationship with Brad is one of the more important relationships in my life Mm. um, because I love Brad very dearly. But we also get to produce this show, which is something unlike anything else that I do. The Pen Addict is weird in many wonderful ways um, and, and is something which I hold dear to me because it's... Much more like what I used to do nine years ago than the type of yeah. stuff that I do today as well. So like it's it's like this wonderful thing that I get to keep, which is like this is like a hobby show to me. Um, right. But now is at the point where it is a financial success for me and Brad. Um, you know, like yeah, the, no doubt the support 
of you listening extends in multiple ways, which is you support our sponsors, which is why, again, the show is more successful with sponsors now than it's ever been as well, which is amazing. And also you buy our products and and you are members and you give us money directly. So like it, it, it is this wonderful thing that we have. And I speak in many places about like the word community. And like in most instances, I don't really buy into that phrase for like a listenership of a show. That does not count with the pen addict. Like, yeah, this is the true real community that I'm a part of because it has a different feel to it. Like this feel of support that comes from the listeners of this show is very different to my other shows where mm. I feel like there is more of a we're all in this together feeling um, that there is more of a everyone's in on this together where some of my other shows people are just coming to it to be entertained while they're interested in the topic and that's it and that is wonderful like I was just put on its own yeah for sure that is what that stuff is but a podcast about pens inherently needs a level of support to it which is abnormal because Mm. this show shouldn't work right but it does and it only does because we are so blessed with the support that you as listeners give to us because me and brad are busy people we have busy lives and we are increasingly doing more and more stuff that requires our time so if you weren't tuning in this wouldn't exist anymore and you know i was i was talking to adina last night about a friend of mine who I love very much, but don't get to talk to very much because we don't have a show together. And most of my friends, I get to talk to them mm. because we have shows together. And it would be so sad if that was me and you, where I don't get to talk to you that much. But I actually get two hours of your time every week, pretty much. And that <laughs> is a wonderful thing as well. So I've said a lot of stuff. And I'm taking the brunt of it because Brad can't talk this week. Uh, but also, Brad just typically can't do these things without bursting out into tears anyway. So yeah, I've probably it's better, better for you that to I've do the talking. The <laughs> I will say, I want to say one thing. I, I I couldn't say I don't have anything to add. I couldn't say it better than you. Other than I've never been more enthused about what we do than I am right now, 350 episodes into it. Yeah. I've never been more excited to do this every week. And we talked about it before. Is like, this is like one of the highlights of my week doing yep. this. And, you know, like I'm just extraordinarily excited f- for this to never end. Like, I know it's not going to just because like I want to do it. And like, I'm like the, the cycle that you talked about, there's no cycle here. It's like, it's like a line straight up. It's like, mm-hmm. we can record next week's episode tomorrow and I'll be ready to go. You know, let's do it. Yeah, there is like a so, an interesting evidence for the two of us, which is that we've always gone in phases of, of like, ex- like preparedness for the show, you know? Like, <laughs> well, like there were times... you the bus now. No, 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 no. This is not, you know, this is not where I'm going with that. There has been times <laughs> where over the history of this show where I couldn't put the effort in to prepare as much as I would Mm. have wanted to because this was back when I was, like, working a day job. So I would leave it down to Brad 
because he knows all the, he has all the knowledge anyway to put the show together. And the most that I could do was turn up to the show and go through it with him. Like, mm. like I couldn't do anything. But these days, like, we are both doing much more collaboration on the preparation for this show. And it's because I have always wanted to put the time in, but yeah. couldn't. But now that I am able to and have been able to for the last four years, at least, it, it is, again, like, it, it only makes me more excited to do this show. Well, we have a level of trust that's, like, uncanny, like, mm-hmm. crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, we talk about, like, show notes, and I'll tell, Mike's heard me say this a million times, it's like, I have the show in my head, I just haven't put it down. That yeah. means, like, we have the show, it's done, it's just not physically in our documents yep. yet. And Mike's, like, Mike and the Lord just go, okay, and go to sleep at night knowing that we have a show tomorrow. Yeah. But then, you know, I'll go in, I'll put in my stuff, and then you'll put yep. in your stuff. We check over it, and we're good to go. But it's different yep. to how it used to be, where it was like the first yes. time I would see the document sometimes was when we sat down together. Um, yeah. So that was, you know, and I'm just I'm just pleased that we are in this position so much, so like much later on, you know, like seven yes. years on, where we're blessed um, to be able it to worked. keep doing it. Yeah. The plan worked. <laughs> the plan worked. So thank you so much for listening today and always and into the future. Uh, back our Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> Put us over the edge. <laughs> Come on. Well, you can do this. We are at 703 now. We need 18 more people. That's all we need. Blaze it. 721 people is what we need. Uh I just spoke for like 15 minutes about how amazing you are. <laughs> so come on, do me this solid. Uh, we love you so much. We'll be back next week. You can find show notes at relay.fm slash panaddict slash 350. Brad is at dowdyism on Twitter, panaddict on Instagram. You can go to twitch.tv slash panaddict for uh, Twitch stream stuff. Panaddict.com, knock.co, just everywhere. Brad's everywhere. Just Google Brad Dowdy. Um, I'm much easier. I'm Mike, I-M-Y-K-E on Instagram and Twitter. This show is at relay.fm slash shows. We'll be back next time for episode 351 as we start the ramp up to Atlanta. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.